You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that thing. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm JB Wagner. And I'm Eddie Ferguson. And on today's episode, we have S-T-Y-L-E as we review Blank Check. But first, JB, how are you and the family doing? We are in a good spot. My birthday is coming up shortly uh, in the near future. We've talked many times about my son and gifts and when he gets something in his crawl or in his in his mind, like, yeah, he he's. Incessant isn't is not the right word because he he's he's a little kid. It's just he's obsessed with with whatever it is. That's that's the mode he's in as a the age that he's at. And his new one for a while, I think we might have talked about it, is Mario. Mario oh, really? everything. Mario, Mario, Mario. It started off as Donkey Kong. He saw Donkey Kong at the at Target and wanted that little race car for a while. And then he was like, yeah. oh, what's this other little guy? Mario. At some point, I made the foolish decision to show him where Mario came from, which is a video game. Mm. And he's been nonstop Mario, 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 Mario. Christmas, he wanted a Mario track. He wanted the Mario track. He went and got on the Mario track. Then he saw the video game, and he's, that's all he's been talking about. At some Someday, Mario is going to come. Um, so f- do you guys do you guys have like a switch or anything so like that thing. we had it, we had an uh, xbox that was very little used yeah we weren't really using it very much uh and uh, most of the games for xbox are over his age group way sure. like more intense than 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 for than for him you're not playing halo with like a four-year-old no I, i'm not mm-hmm. there was there's there's another game i tried playing it's like oh we've gone too far yep we can't we can't do that um, yeah. and I just it's like playing it. sit, it's like sitting down and watching three musketeers with them almost kind of like that it's almost <laughs> like that actually happened in real life uh so uh we were like you know what there's so many the nintendo switch is so much better for kids we can take yeah. it with us on the road and stuff and he of course loves mario so i had a birthday coming up i've been kind of wanting to play some of yeah. the, those play play zelda play other things like that from when i used to play with with a nintendo 64 so we decided to sell mm. the Xbox, got a good bit of chunk of change for it, buy a Switch, use birthday money to get Mario Kart and a few other games um, for my birthday coming up. So we bought it. it there's been a shortage. And so we bought it many, many weeks, uh, like a couple weeks ago. Oh, we, it's like one of the high demand oh, things so, of the pandemic. Yeah, even in in it's January, it's February, and they're still hard to come by. So yeah. I've been checking websites all the time. Finally found it, ordered it. Okay, <laughs> I bought my own gift, but we're just gonna kind of sit it in our room for a while until my birthday later um, in the month. Well, don't you know it? He finds it. Yep. yep. And we have not been able <laughs> every single day for the past like three weeks daddy he's daddy, mentioned something about daddy daddy mario so it's, it's upstairs <laughs> it's upstairs it's been so frustrating to and i've been trying to hold off trying to hold off till my birthday or whatever and so yesterday i just cracked and i was just like fine <laughs> maybe we're teaching him bad habits but i was just like let's just do it so uh, i said i said hey buddy guess what i we have what 
we have Mario's in the house right now. And he goes, oh, he didn't say anything. He just ran over to his, to his mom, uh, to <laughs> to my wife and runs over. And goes, we got Mario. We got Mario. Ran over. <laughs> we got Mario. Brought it down. We were playing. So we were playing Mario Kart. He was loving it. He we thought he was doing good. Then we realized that the computer that the game is actually doing kind of auto control for him. He really wasn't doing anything. And man, he was so sad when we had to finally like shut it down last night after like an hour and a half, <laughs> shut it down, get ready for bed. He was almost inconsolable. And then this morning he's been the whole time, Mario, Mario, Mario. So I don't know if we just gave an addict a, a drink or what. Probably. You so, probably did. No, that's, is that's this a, a is this a true sign of adulthood or fatherhood? That for your own birthday, your gifts really are more for the whole family, right? Like it depended, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, for the most part, like we have everything that we we really want. If if, if it's something we want, we put it in the budget, and you know, we, we got it. it. We figured a way to do I, it. I like that little nugget, Eddie. Put it in the budget. That's a thank you, thank you, thank you for <laughs> well, that. You're, you're getting. Well, right, well, I'll send you your twenty bucks from my employer. Dave, Dave yeah. Uh, so no, I mean, but that's just how we do it. It's like, okay, this is something we want. We plan. We get it, and we don't like wait around for birthdays and stuff like that. And so what I'm finding is more and more like Christmas gifts, birthday gifts or, okay, what would be the most fun for the family? Like, cause that's really all, that's all I really want is to like hang out with my kids and do fun stuff like play Mario Kart. And that's just crazy how much that has changed, especially in light of the movie that we're reviewing today. Oh yes, it's perfectly timed. Perfectly which is timed. all about a kid selfishly uh, pursuing what he wants for his own birthday. So Exactly, exactly. Before we get to that, though, we, we don't want to skip over some Disney news that's happened recently. Uh, the Golden Globes came out. I I, see, I think I actually, uh, we had a friendly, there was no money involved, but a friendly bet amongst many of my coworkers. What are the things that we think are going to happen this year? And I said, I don't think the Oscars are going to happen because there's been no movies come out in theaters this year, barely any in 2020. I think they're just going to cancel it because it's just going to be too weird. Little did I know that very shortly after that, the Golden Globes would release their nominees for awards yeah. this year. And yeah. to me, it's exactly what I thought was going to happen if they tried to do this, where they throw out a bunch of movies. It's like most of the time, there's a lot of movies you haven't heard of in the Oscars this year. I haven't seen a single. The only reason I know of one of them is because it was on the home screen of Netflix. But Eddie, why why are we talking about Golden Globes? Uh, The Mandalorian got several different nominations, which is the first time Disney Plus is getting nominated for anything, which is kind of these days a big uh, landmark of whether or not your platform is is worth anything. I don't know. (laughs) But no, it's it is a pretty big deal. I think especially the second season um i found was much better than the first it grew um and so i i don't know if you can say that it was deserving of it i think if if it wasn't this particular year uh i don't think it would have gotten a golden globe nomination but there's so little new content coming out that and that is that is my point this movie, these movies, maybe one of them, perhaps, but most of these films that you've never heard of, that you've not seen any big campaign for, whatever, 
weren't in a normal year in a non-pandemic year are not getting nominated for an award for best series or sh- movie whatever or movie anything. of the, of the yeah. year and it's sad it's sad that um this is going to be an asterisk year instead of just saying you know what let's just take a breath do it again next year yeah but- two years together maybe i don't know yeah, I can see though the desire to like keep the continuity. I mean, didn't they continue to do like the Oscars even during World War II? You yeah, know, I guess. I guess. So it's like, well, if we did it during that, Eddie, this is this is a greater war against an yeah, invisible, no, an invisible. No. <laughs> I'm so tired of the of all of these inspiring analogies. Like, if I have to watch one more commercial about like us banding all together, it's like, oh. Eddie, these are unprecedented times. <laughs> It's like, not impressive anymore because it. it's been going for a year. We right, can't use that right. word anymore. And you know me. Like, I love a good superlative. Like, I will throw them out all day long. I'm tired of them when it comes we have, to the pandemic. We have jumped the shark now. This is, this yes. is it. This is it. We've, we've, yes. we've officially jumped the shark. So, and, and I think the moment that did it for me was Bruce Springsteen in an open Jeep in the middle of winter in Kansas talking about some nondescript chapel where I was just like, no, no, none of this makes sense. This <laughs> doesn't work. And you're not inspiring me at all. Like, nope. I just I just want to, like, get out of here. This is not this is not what's going to unite us. <laughs> this is not uniting us. And I drive a Jeep, for goodness sakes. <laughs> so it's really on another place. Yes. So, so to, there you, you go. We'll see if the Mandalorian wins anything. We shall... See. It needs to win a ton of technical awards. That's what it really should win. Like they are innovating like none other on a technical standpoint. Um, and that was another thing that has come out in the past couple of weeks that several other movies are now beginning to adopt the technology that they used in their filming practices. So that's where they should win. If yep, they ask um, us. If they ask us, which they aren't. But they if they did, we would. Okay, uh, enough talk about um, the things that make us sad. Let's talk about the movie we came here to talk about, which is Blank Check. Cue the Disney sound effect. Okay, IMDb description for Blank Check is <clears throat> After a bike accident. A young boy inadvertently gains possession of a check for $1 million, proceeds to spend it unaware that the gangsters to whom it belongs are in pursuit. I feel like I needed one more word. Are in hot pursuit. That's that's the only (laughs) word we were missing there. But that basically tells the tale. I did start this film going... I don't know how these two things are going to come together. Okay, there we go. Now I can. Had, now had I can you see. seen this movie? No, I'd seen maybe moments like the fun, like him playing toys or something like that, but I'd never seen it like beginning to end and just sat down and done really? it. Really? I will say this though, because um, we were, we're going to watch both this and our next movie, Mighty Ducks 2. You should tune in next next week for Mighty Ducks mm-hmm, 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I asked my wife, hey, uh, do you want to watch, thinking she would want to watch Mighty Ducks 2. And I was like, hey, you want to watch Mighty Ducks 2? I got to watch both of these. She's like, oh, sure, whatever. I'm like, okay, I got to do that. I also got to do Blank Check. She's like, ooh, let's watch Blank Check. <laughs> <laughs> so this was obviously uh, a childhood favorite for her. So. 
Yeah, I remember watching it a lot as not a lot as a kid. I, it was it was on the watch list um, here and there. I think it was. It it doesn't hold up like some of the other nostalgic films. What do you what, right? do, you, what do you mean doesn't hold up? It's not as riveting as, say, Iron Will. You know, Iron Will, I still want to go back to all the time. Love that movie. Have a lot of nostalgia with it. Underappreciated. Underappreciated. Yeah. Is a good... This is uh, accurately appreciated. Accurately appreciated. This is is justly appreciated. Uh, But it makes it... It it is a really fun fun movie. Let's let's begin on the subject of nostalgia, because I think this movie, in particular for our generation... And you and I really strikes at some nostalgic chords, right? So first of all, let's state the obvious. The movie is set in the great state of Indiana. Does it feel like Indiana? <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. I mean, there are a lot I, of castles in Indiana. So I, I had to look this up because I'm like, hold on. Like, okay, so they go to the theme park. Did they go to maybe they went to Kings Island or maybe they went to Holiday no. World? No, it's no. So they. No, it's not. It's they not? filmed they filmed the whole thing in some random town in Texas and it's um like Six Flags over Texas. That's oh, that's Oh, my the wife was sure it to. was de- like there were moments that cuz they they're they're really tight on some of the stuff. Like right, it's, it's right, not right, easy right. to see. So, I was like, ah, oh, I was kind of hoping you know, film it, film it in Indiana. You know, we've got all of these things here, but no, they filmed it in Texas, but they set it in Indiana. And I think this is a little detail, but bear with me as I take a trip down memory lane. <laughs> There's this, you know, a couple of times and one very prominent moment where they like back a car straight into the camera and you see the 90s Indiana license plate. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Where it's this, it's like red, orange and gold and black. And it's the sun setting over a farm and yep. a cornfield. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but like as soon as I saw that license plate, like it just triggered so yep. much just kind of nostalgia of growing up here in Indiana in the 90s. Because that <clears throat> that was back when like everybody had the same license plate. Like nowadays here in Indiana, there's a ton of different A lot of people paying plate. their voluntary tax. There's weird people like me <laughs> who pay that voluntary tax. Um, but yeah, back then it was like everybody had the same license plate. And so you saw that golden sunsets over a Indiana farm everywhere you went. So as soon as I saw that pop up on screen, I'm like, oh, good old Indiana. Yeah, there wasn't I don't think there was a moment where I I thought that this was actually in Indiana. <laughs> yeah, no. it was actually like, wait a minute. They're supposed to be in Indiana right now. When I saw that license plate, this is ridiculous. There's no way. So the other piece of of nostalgia this movie, it couldn't be more 90s if it tried, <laughs> right? It's just from the, from the, like, the clothes to the music. When you go to, shopping, for sure. Yes. All of, all of these different components just kind of like. The virtual reality. You, the giant virtual the giant reality. virtual reality. Which as is very timely I, with all the virtuality we've now come back to. Isn't it funny to like think back though to like the '90s when all of this technology was first just kind of coming on the scene? And it sucked, but it, so they they put it, it in a awful. garage. <laughs> it was awful. 
And then now, you know, a good 20 years later, we are seeing, oh, this is how it could actually work. You just told us way too early. But yes, lots of 90s, 90s references. And kind of the the center of the story uh, coming in was the the Macintosh computer. I was JB, I was undersold on how much Macintosh product placement was going to be in this film. No one yeah, told this me was, this. This was like the Wagner household. It should have been. It should have been ahead of its time in in Macintosh use. And of course, he's. I think my wife said said it very strongly. Like most times, you have like uh, people doing things on computers that aren't really things you do on computers, like hacking. Sure. Stuff. It's like none of this stuff is real. This was like he was using word processor, a yeah. printer, a laser printer. He was doing spreadsheets and budgets. And all the things that you do, and, and, a, and a thing that was emulating an electronic uh, male voice. It was like, these and are it was very practical ac- things. And it was an accurate voice for the time. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like Siri today. Yeah. I was, I was not prepared for how, this movie is interesting because we think about all the big stuff. But that, the first 15 minutes of this film is some of like the nerdiest <laughs> like even it's not even just like the technological side but then he's in a house where his parents are entrepreneurs his brothers are entrepreneurs he's trying he doesn't have any money it's like heavy heavy money 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 business uh go to work your your brothers are like 13 14 years old and they're going to work he's got a job at that age it's like super nerdy super geeky right. to begin <laughs> this this thing, and then once he gets the money and goes off, then it's like a completely different vibe to it. Um, that's the thing that most people think about with all the toys and stuff. Yeah, and and I think it will get to it probably by the end uh, as we talk about just kind of unintended morals. But you really see um, one. The story doesn't have that deep of a of a plot, no. so I don't want to I don't want to overemphasize this here, but. <laughs> But the father and the son, the father and the son both have a similar kind of story arc. And you kind of see that kind of tie together at the end, which is kind of nice. But yes, Uh, back to the computer. Uh, Back to what we really care about. What we really care about. I think my favorite line of the whole movie, okay, is while they're setting up the computer and they're kind of talking about uh, everything, and the dad goes, uh, the software in here will teach you everything you need to know except how to make love to a woman. (laughs) And then the mom says, well, I guess I know what to get your dad for Christmas. Oh. (laughs) Oh, I missed that line because I was too busy writing down the first line. So I missed her saying that. <laughs> my my thing in my head, it was, well, now with the internet, you kind of. I know. That's the other thought I had. Like, that's that, um, that's not, not quite true anymore. Well, how. How do. Yeah. It, it was like in one moment, I thought, wow, that's a little bit of a product provocative line for like a kid's movie. But then, oh, actually, no, that's really inaccurate. Um, <laughs> you can maybe learn more than you need to know. <clears throat> Yeah. But yeah, the mom's line in there is the best of, well, at least I know what to get your dad for Christmas. I, I, uh, I was pretty sad for him the whole the whole time he's at the park at the at the park for that kid's birthday. 
It's so sad. He's seeing all these other kids go on the rides. He can't. First of all, like if it's a parking you pay to get in, I don't think you have to pay for every single ride. But then again, other parks are different than Disneyland, et cetera. But but that's how Disneyland used to be when you you when it first opened. You would get your ticket book and you would have so many tickets. And the most expensive rides were the e-ticket. That's why Disney still uses the term. It's an e-ticket attraction. Gotcha. Gotcha. But it's so sad. Like they did a good job of setting that where he's like yeah. riding it by himself. The other kids are going off on their own. And you feel like sad. This kid is lonely. He wants friends. His family picks on him. His parents don't really have time for him. They did a good job of setting that up. My favorite moment in all of that and is him standing on the bridge with the mm. giant piece of cotton candy and the boat comes down yep. and just drenches him melts the cotton candy just a wonderful image of just like so sad sorry about your bad luck actually i was pretty amazed how much of that cotton candy remained after getting drenched i was almost like that's kind of a miracle that that thing still has like (laughs) someone on production should have been like let's get it let's get it wetter because this is just like not this is too is he's got too much left over do you think it was real cotton candy or are we talking a prop Prop cotton candy here. I feel like it'd be so much harder to go create a fake cotton candy than to just go to a random stand and go, hey, give me a cotton candy and use it in the, as a prop. Oh, give me this five so we can do all the different takes of it or yeah, whatever. Yeah, but cotton candy doesn't hold up in the humidity. Just these saying, are the, these my, are the things you, you learn by listening to this podcast, in, science. In my, in my uh, immense <laughs> experience with cotton candy. Can we talk about uh, when you I spe- love that you I love that you just gave me. OK, OK, I'm moving on because I, I want to talk about the driver. We need to spend some time talking about the driver. Yes, his the, BFF. The, the star, the star of this movie, the star e- of this film, easily the Henry. best character. I love Henry. He I don't know that there's. I don't know that there's many other characters like this guy where he's truly kind of dumb but at the same time super heartfelt yes Go, the whole time you're like does he really know that this kid isn't and you by then you're like i think he knows that this kid that there's not a mr mcintosh that's running this operation like but he really is the best friend to this kid, and that's why those are some of the heartfelt moments of just like all oh, this guy really was just wanted to then when he comes back with a giant trash can of ice cream at the end <laughs> at the end well, and that's just kind of the um, he he keeps having the the key kind of lesson moments mm-hmm. um, like his. But his riffing and I, I I'm assuming that that actor is just kind of like riffing on it. His name is uh, Rick Ducoman. I think I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, uh, but he is a stand up comedian himself. So there uh. there, there is these kind of. Um, they're at the party when he gives the line to Preston about um, a fool's gold is quickly departed. And then he just starts like going and riffing and the meaning behind all of these different sayings and stuff like that. I love his ability to just talk about random, random things. And, and But at the same time, you're following his like logic as it follows around w- why is he? Oh, I can see how he's talking. And it's it's really funny and heartfelt all at the same time, which is just a, a credit to him. 
Yes, Henry was a joy for this film. I especially when he's near the end and, and Henry goes to get the ice cream and then uh Preston realizes he's gone. It's like everybody's left me. You feel like no, Henry's gonna come back. He will come back. And he does. And then I love that moment when he's tell Mr. McIntosh I, I really enjoyed working for him. You and know, it's like, and you're you like, know, it's the wink wink. You knew it's, all yeah. along. You knew all along. A uh, character that, or an actor, we shall say, that did not live up to their billing in this film was uh, the uh, actor who played Shay Stanley. It was <laughs> it was hard to listen to this character do any do speak whatsoever. <laughs> there was I think there was some early times I was okay, but after a bit, you're like. Oh, this is cringy. And then the most cringy is when they're running around in the in this in the fountain. It's like ooh, there's a weird dynamic happening. Yeah. Like you're a grown adult. This is the little ten year eight year old, ten year old boy. This is Yeah. This is so weird. So this this is the um this aspect of the movie is actually kind of hotly debated out on the internet right now people oh. actually people actually pushing disney to just pull the movie from wow. from disney plus or at least the scene at the end where she kisses him at his birthday party cuz it is just like wildly inappropriate um yeah this it the all of those scenes like you understand things from his perspective right cuz He's like a nine-year-old boy or whatever. Of course, he's going to have a crush on an older woman, but she should know better. She's like 30-something. Like, no, not yep. even for like an investigation should you do something like this. Yeah, that that just kind of spoils a lot of the lighthearted fun of the movie. Yeah. It, it, when you go back and watch as an adult, I it definitely as a kid, I didn't pick up on those things. Um but now you're like, yeah, that really shouldn't be in there. That needs to. That needs to go away. Yeah, yeah that that's be, we, we, at we least the, the kiss at the end. The kiss at yeah, the, the end, is, at the end like, is really mm. weird. But the, you're right. The date is so weird and awkward. Like they're running through the fountain and they're stuff. running through like, the fountain. That's where I no. was. Done. I enjoyed it when the quote unquote bad guys got not quote unquote. They're the bad guys. When the bad guys <laughs> get the fountain attacks them, then that's funny. But the. But their whole running around in it is like, oh, this is so awkward. Like, can we please leave now? <laughs> I didn't want to be there. I hit the fast forward button, to be honest. It was just like, mm-mm, let's move forward. Yeah, no. Yeah. My my uh, wife called out that she, that the bad guy in this is one of those symbolic, like, there's just out for the money bad guy. Um, just like we have get through all, all of these films. Um, pl- uh, trying to look him up right now but it's hiding uh, quigley miguel ferrer yes quigley yeah. played by miguel ferrera just like that he's don't mess with me i'm just out for the money kid kind of stuff well that that there's opening no, there's... sequence when he's like oh, running the through the rain the montage he gets out mo- the blow torched <laughs> and where is he in like a high school or something like that a, a, i don't a, know a, 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 not home ec, um, a science lab or something yeah it's so it's a very very random um, and then you've got Michael Lanier mm-hmm. who plays Bitterman. He is like your staple of '90s flicks. He was uh, in another we, film we 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 recently right? did. We uh, just saw Newsies. him in Newsies. Um, he is he's fun. He's just kind of that quirky side character 
He's a great character actor that's in a lot of things. But for me, my favorite bad guy in this is Juice. I love Juice. Juice. The whole way through. Tone he's just lock. got yep. got he's got the one liners, the uh just kind of the funny uh the perspective on the whole thing. When I he dives don't. after him and falls into the water. <laughs> he's like he's like, don't, 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 don't hurl in my car. I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't mess up your car. You're sopping wet, dude. You're already messing up that car. And then he throws up. Throws him in there. Oh, gosh. Yeah, just a fun, fun band of bad guys. Um, and, and I will have to say, like, um, the premise sure is, um, is Rid- stretching it. It's ridiculous. On, on how he gets the million dollars. He- but at the <laughs> same time, the way they do set it up, like okay, it can kind of make sense. A lot of where... things. It's one of those things where a lot of things have to go right for this kind of a scenario. But you right. know, it wasn't too. Re- I mean, it was and it wasn't. <laughs> There's. It's hard to say. It's a ten-year-old getting a million dollars. It, not it, it, too hold, it. It just holds up enough to where you're not like this is com- what just happened. This isn't logic. It's like okay, if you stretch your imagination a lot, this guy really does think he. He's like, oh, he's sending a kid to come get the money. Mm-hmm. Um, also, can a million dollars really fit in one backpack? Is that is that a thing? If it's a hundred dollar bills, that's a lot. That's a lot of hundred dollar bills. Also, another piece of this, we just have to, we didn't really talk much about the toy, all the toys and stuff that he's he's buying. The house he buys for for three times the price. That's um, 10,000 uh, bills. I just did the math because I'm really bad at it. So I had to use a calculator. <laughs> All of our math friends Ooh, are going to be is like, that? really? What is that, uh, what is that app? The, it's very colorful. Um, it is called Numerical Squared. It is a much better calculator than the one that comes standard on the iPhone. Numerical 2. It does Plug math it better. It. it does math better. Okay, gotcha. Well, it, here's why I like <laughs> it. We're going to go nerdy for a second here. Okay, it tracks the equation as you're going along. So you can see everything that you've I, been doing as you. So once this is done, you got to send it to me so that I, because, can, I can download those. Yeah, because as you're like trying to figure out different things, because I will do like a lot of like percentages and different things like that. And you're like, is this really correct? I want to be able to look back and make sure I got all my numbers right. The standard Apple app doesn't allow you to do that. This one does. That's my favorite feature. But there's others as well. But this is not an app review podcast. It is fitting for the type of movie that we're watching where we decide about how <laughs> nerdy. So this his movie backpack is. has ten thousand one hundred dollar bills no, in there. That's not I would agree with you. I don't think it fits. Another, he needs at least two backpacks. At least two backpacks, maybe three. Uh, also, another thing that doesn't quite fit is the amount of things he's buying for a million dollars. He first off, he loses thirty percent of his money just by buying the house. So, so pause, pause there. That's the most ridiculous thing about this entire movie. Okay, not that a ten-year-old can walk away buying a house. No, that he buys a mansion. For three hundred thousand dollars in Indiana, in Indiana, but even even today, you can't get into like a four bedroom standard two thousand square foot house for three hundred thousand dollars in this town. Inflation. It's the nineties. It's Indiana, right? But I'm looking back at that. I was more like 
all the stuff he bought, all of the the slide that goes out of the building into the into the backyard, the ra- the race the race track, yeah, the yeah. race track, all of those the inflatables. things. The, the the wall of yeah. six by six t six six wide, six tall tube TVs that are all networked together is just crazy. Although that does bring me to this, Eddie. If you had, since we aren't doing poll questions anymore, I do have a poll question for you. Ooh! If you could only have one of the things that he bought. Which of them would they would you have been or made the, or whatever? The backyard goat. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's where I'm at too. Yeah, yeah. No, I I remember watching this as a kid and going, I he that is amazing. Like that Life was goals. what I wanted so so bad was <laughs> a backyard go kart track. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It it is um it is a a stretch um to say the least, but uh. But nonetheless, there it is. And uh, we do enjoy a good montage here on the Honey, We Made a Disney podcast. Mm. And uh, this movie in particular, it, it did it did its fair share on the montaging, if I can. A lot. For, it had a fair share for a couple of movies worth of montages. Right. A ton, a ton of montages, um, particularly the shopping for all of that stuff that he puts in the house. Um, that was a long a, one. That was, a, that was an extensive montage yeah like i think they were like we need an hour and a half movie Eh, add in a few extra shots yeah this movie was an hour 40 hour 45 yeah a good they could use to lose the kissing scene they've got time to cut (laughs) this uh this movie definitely had uh um hints some if i might say some notes of home alone uh, quite a bit, quite a bit of uh, Home Alone and Richie Rich and Richie Rich. Although I don't remember Richie Rich quite as quite as well as I do uh, the Home Alone movies. Sure, mostly because sure. we we watch Home Alone every year now. Yeah, we do too. Um, it especially the end when he gets the bad guys in their own traps. Mm-hmm. Very Home Alone esque uh, all the way up into the end. The only thing that they didn't bring back was on every one of the Home Alone movies. After you think everything's done and everything's been taken care of, there's the Kevin and he someone finds the 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 bedroom is completely broken or something like that. He walks away completely scot free as as far as we know from this film, because I don't know if there's a blank check to and a follow up to this, but he gets complete like nobody. He does not get in trouble for any of this because. What's his face uh, owns, uh, you know, is like, no, I'm Exit. Mr. McIntosh. I'm Mr. McIntosh. It was too clean of it. There there was no like little bit of a like, basically, Henry is the only one that's going to leave this thing knowing what happened. It's yeah. kind of, That's another thing where I'm like, should have been something in there. Like even just like one person, like knowing what was going on. Uh, and I think that brings me to uh, we had a very decided on what the moral we had a very. uh I think uh, I think I give this credit to my wife on this one. She came up with the unintended moral consequence of this film, uh, which is when money is involved, adults turn into idiots. <laughs> it was so perfect. Accurate. It was so perfect. Every single time there's money involved, somebody, even the dad, like he's like, you know, you got to you got to stay home. You're ground or whatever. 
And then he said, but I'm going to show Mr. McIntosh your, your presentation. He's like, oh, here it is. Let me give you a copy. And even the mom, I'll go run up and get the copy. It's just like when money is involved, adults turn into idiots. That's the uh, maybe actually it might be intended consequence of this of this film. I think that's what the message was. No, and, and that's I mentioned it earlier. You see the dad and the son on very similar tracks of learning the same lesson. And I think that is a moment of the movie that I enjoy where the dad is standing in Mr. McIntosh's office yeah. and Preston's on the other side of the chair. And you hear him just kind of confess of like, I I got priorities out of whack. Like I overemphasized this to my son. Overemphasized money, yep. And I just want him and I just want him to enjoy his childhood. Um, that's a really cool moment. You know, that's a really beautiful moment of them trying to find that balance and them walking home at, after the party and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, yeah, that that whole ending with Henry saying goodbye to him and then he's walking back with his dad. Um, it's cheesy, but I, I, you know, like the dad reaches over and grabs the son's hand as they're just kind of walking. I don't know if, you know, the fatherly uh, uh, tear ducts, you know, I didn't cry at this movie, so don't worry. Um <laughs> I was getting worried for you, Eddie. Mm, no, but no, it's it's uh, it is heartfelt, and you're like, okay, yeah, I I money does make people do really stupid things and and be a version of themselves that they really don't want to be. Um, and really, and all we want is friends. Yeah, we want friends and we want family. Like we want yep. to know that people love us. Yep. At the end of the day, um, and you can't buy that. Um, you just have to be who who you really are and be who you and love is. people be who you is yeah but then also you know love people and give of yourself to other people i think is one of the things that is lacking in this is that you don't learn anything of generosity anything of of what do i have do i share with others mm-hmm. yep. it's all what can i gain for myself and use that to get you to love me yep just to go deep there. Go, we you. went deep. We've gone nerdy and we've gone deep on this podcast and we've given you some app app choices. Uh, so Eddie. One stop shop. One, one stop, stop shop. shop here. Eddie, what are, what are you going to rate this film? How many fruit snacks are you giving it? I, I, I enjoyed watching it. It's not one that I want to go back and watch all the time. Um, I'm a little torn. I think I might go two and a half. I'm going two. Because okay. I would, if it was on, I wouldn't turn it off immediately. There's plenty of other films that we've reviewed where I've been like, eh, mm. no. This this film, if it's on, especially if it's in one of the like montages, I'm leaving it on for a montage. Right. So I'll give it, I'll give it a I'll give it a two. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see this uh disappear off of Disney Plus in light of current climate there should have been at least been a a a warning yeah a warning a warning yeah yeah there's a yeah there's a warning before aladdin but not this there's a warning before aladdin and not uh the three musketeers like <laughs> come on get rebalanced here folks rebalance we need to refocus uh on the right things uh but <laughs> Uh, thank you. Oh, oh, we 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 should sh- should we talk about it all? If the parents were actually involved in their kids' lives, how this film would would be different? If he loaned him a dollar, a couple like twenty bucks to go with his friends to the park, that that would have changed this whole movie. Like, give the kid twenty bucks, come on, to enjoy a day at the theme park, 
and none of this would have happened. Exactly. Yeah. Let them enjoy it, not make them look like an idiot. Yeah. And teach your kid like it's a birthday party at a theme park. Don't wear a polo and tuck it into your khakis. Come on. Get some cool colored tie dye or something like the other kids. It's the 90s. You're not tucking a polo into khakis. You're getting heartfelt emotion. You're getting nerdy. Style out. advice. You're getting like style said, advice. This is an S-T-Y-L-E. This is a full stop shop. S-T-Y-L-E. And with that, thank you for listening to another episode of Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Please subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Yes. Uh, and you can go to our website and find out all the movies we're going to be doing on our trek from 1988 all the way through 2005 of all the major Disney releases. And next week, Eddie, we've already we already tipped our hat up we early in, it. in it. We're going to be talking about Mighty Ducks two. So get D2. your V. So get your V D2. ready. We're going to be doing this. 